raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. Are you ready? I am, I am ready. I'm very ready. We are ready to do this, ladies and gentlemen. 704-570-1110. Great to be with you here today on this, the waiting for the vote on impeachment inquiry decision. What a day. What a day. Uh, It all started innocently enough for Hunter Biden uh, showing up at the Capitol, not to testify behind closed doors, but he decided he was just going to go back to his old habits of, uh, of just talking about everything in his life with everybody all at once. And that's what he did. That's that's what he ended up doing. He ended up going over there and, and setting it up. And um, he, he talked about how he uh, has been targeted by the Republicans, the MAGA Republicans. I mean, it was very much uh, very much in, in line with uh, a Joe Biden sort of speech that, that that he would give. And it was. It was interesting to see the way this guy, first of all, he sounds just like his father. He sounds just the exact same voice as his dad. And in addition to that, um, he he did a lot of woe is me. He did a lot of woe is me. He said that the Republicans don't take his sobriety seriously. He said the Republicans are making fun of him. He says uh, that this is all a witch hunt and it's a terrible thing and it's all this sort of stuff. He wallowed. I mean, he did wallow uh, in it for quite a bit. And then he decided he just wasn't going to go and testify behind closed doors. Now, there's a reason why he does not want to testify behind closed doors. Actually, it's a twofold reason. Number one, he is facing an indictment. And anything he says that he discloses could be used against him, even though this is a political proceeding, not a legal proceeding. He's still going to be on the record and they're going to transcribe everything he says. And it's going to be possible for that transcript to become either public or to be sent over to the authorities who can then add to the to add to the case. But he said something that was just earth-shattering and i know you've heard it probably if you've been listening to the station but he did say something earth-shattering he said that his father was not involved in his business financially that financially he wasn't involved in the business and the the deals you you have that uh, you have that clip this is uh this is uh hunter biden is sitting there and he's going yeah, I, I, he didn't do, he didn't, he didn't have any financial interest in this deal. Go. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. See, everybody's keying on the not involved financially. 
What I think is fascinating is the emphasis that he says at the end of that clip where he says, and certainly not with my art or my my uh, artisan stuff, whatever it is. Um, that that to me, that to me makes me feel like he is doing uh, something, something, something that the, that the deals are now being run through maybe the art business. I don't know. But look, everybody is entitled to the presumption of innocence. He is entitled to the presumption of innocence when it comes to the tax evasion. Uh, at the same time, this is a political process, not a legal process. So you can rush to conclusions. You can say things because it's about politics. And let's be honest, they've been shining you on for a long time. They, they haven't, they haven't been, been straightforward with you. I mean, he, he, he famously said once upon a time that his father was not involved in the business at all. Well, I, I agree with what Pete Callender was saying uh, early on in the program, in which he was saying, and why are you flying on the planes? If you not have, do not have business together, why are you flying on the planes with the vice president of the United States? I mean, you have the vice president on the plane. You have the president of vice on the plane. Uh, and Hunter, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know where this all goes. Now, there are going to be people who say this is a tempest in a teacup. It, it doesn't really matter. None of this is, is effectual. I, my advice for, for Mike Johnson is to bring this forward Vote on this, get this underway, and then just see how it plays out between now and November. Uh, look, Nancy Pelosi, stone cold killer, right? I mean, she's a she's one of the toughest people to have to deal with in the entire house. Listen to her projection on this impeachment stuff. Uh, this is Nancy Pelosi. Go. The speaker is going down this path. He says he has no choice. The fact is he has no respect, no respect for the Constitution of the United States, no respect for his own members who are at whom he's asking to vote for an impeachment with no basis with no basis. Uh, you referenced when we impeached the president a number of years ago because of his uh, uh, refusal to implement the send the aid to Ukraine uh, that was voted by Congress and he was supposed to send but was threatened to withhold it unless he got certain favors done for him uh, by President Zelensky and but he said to me what's the problem with the call it was a perfect call yes it was perfectly impeachable but you didn't have any shot at a conviction and you dist you distracted the American people from covid. We, we, we had people coming into this country with covid killing Americans with the with the illness. And, and, and you wanted to have a, a, a party. You wanted to have a little tea party there uh, at the Capitol. You, you, you weren't being serious uh, about about things. You just you 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 were giving out party favors and pens to people. People like shifty, shifty, shift the shiftiest shift that ever shift. I mean, that's she, she's she has beclowned herself in multiple ways. I would say take the hot take the uh, the hot plate out of her uh, uh, dorm room because uh, she has clearly non copus mentis. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Woodruff Show, 704-570-1110. Good to be with you. Uh, Cam Newton is uh, is getting uh, hammered 
uh, as it relates to his commentary about a fellow, well, former fellow quarterbacks. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. I'm going to dive into that a little bit with uh, Coach when, when he comes in here because uh, I, th- I think it's I think it's really interesting. So Hunter Biden has defied the deposition subpoena again. Hunter Biden has defied the uh, request to come in and testify behind closed doors. Instead, he wanted to come out and give a speech, and that's what he did. He he did give a speech. Uh, I, I wonder I wonder how this is going to land. I just wonder how how this is all going to end up going. Uh, the president came out earlier today and made a comment, uh, but but basically said he's not going to be talking anymore about this. So that that's just the way it's going to be. Um, we, we've got a lot of stuff, a lot of moving pieces that are happening out there uh, right right now in in this country. And one of the most important stories I, I think that's out there is the the border, and yet it is completely absent from the entirety. From the entirety of, of the news cycle, I, I don't, I, I don't know how that is supposed to land, and I don't know how that is supposed to go, because we have a crisis at the border. It, it, there is an obvious crisis at the border. Can you imagine if not for the southern border, you had ten million people coming ashore? On the beaches of the United States. What do you think would happen in North Carolina? What do you think would happen in South Carolina? What do you think would happen in Georgia? What do you think would happen in Florida? Now, I understand Florida does tend to get those swells of people who are making the, the dangerous journey across uh, the, from, from Havana. But imagine if you had 10 million people arriving on the beaches of the United States East Coast. That would be in the news But because it's happening way over there where the elites don't live, it doesn't really matter. It it does not really matter. Now, there's a report moving that Joe Biden is flipping out when Hunter Biden is mentioned. Red State with the piece, according to a new report, Joe Biden is blaming himself for the legal woes of his son, thinking that if he hadn't run then this wouldn't be happening, and he's prone to flipping out if anyone brings up the topic. In private, no issue is more likely to anger or sadden President Biden than the attacks on his son, according to Axios, which describes people close to the 81-year-old president noticing that his moods are shifting when there's unpleasant news about Hunter. Few in the president's inner circle feel free to discuss Hunter's situation with the president over fears it could prompt both fury and dejection. On top of that, the report states that Biden is also now having a strained and frigid relationship with Murky Garland for making David Weiss a special counsel, only for Weiss to then pursue criminal charges against Hunter on gun and tax crimes. People close to the president have fumed at Garland, for granting Weiss the special counsel status to investigate Hunter and have likened the attorney general to former FBI director James Comey, arguing that both are obsessed with the appearance of having integrity rather than trying to make the right decision. This is consistent with the talking points that Hunter Biden tried to push in a wild interview with Moby. He talked to Moby. Hold on. Hold on. Do you think they played Northside 
east side, west side. I mean, do you think, what do you think? Here we go now, go into the west side. Well, you know what? It's interesting because they do, he does reference in there with guns in hand. And that, you know, I wouldn't use the gun reference because Hunter Biden got busted with having the guns thrown in the garbage. Garbage guns. But didn't Moby have a problem? Wasn't he accused of misogyny or abuse or something at one time? So what are these guys commiserating about? What are they talking about? I, you know, honestly, I never really been a big Moby guy. I mean, that's look. You could say what you want. You could say what you want. Hunter can sing. I mean, he's, he's he, he hit those high notes still. Or hit those notes while high. No, no. I don't want to. I'm not going to make fun of that. This is consistent with the talking point that Hunter Biden pushed in a wild interview with Moby, claiming that people on the right were trying to, quote, kill him to emotionally damage his father, knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father could be able to handle. If Biden truly thinks that this is the case or is pushing this as a talking point to his team, it's detached from the reality given that Hunter and Joe got a pass for so long that we're still not seeing an official prosecution of anything touching Farah or the alleged foreign dealings scandal. But it is typical of Joe to get furious anytime his belief system or the spin he puts out there is challenged, especially when it comes to to anything related to Hunter. You know, the one thing he never whispers about is, is is Hunter. Hunter did nothing wrong. He should use the stage whisper. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, Brett Wearable Show. Good to be with you. 704-570-1110. So on a, on a scale of 1 to 10 for you, how much does this rate in terms of the uh, the Hunter Biden impeachment stuff? Are you paying attention to this? Do you care about this? Do you think it's important? Because here's what we're going to do now, right? And, and, and I want to take you behind the scenes of how the media operates. Now, we don't operate this way. But I know how the newsrooms operate with television stations and networks and things like that. They are stoked. They are now stoked because they have a storyline that's going to probably take them all the way maybe to Iowa. To the Iowa caucuses. And that's really what these people want. Think about when you were watching the the trial of uh, Murdoch. And how all the cable channels have to do is just put it on and let it run. But this will ha- this is what's going to happen with this. It's going to be, okay, we're not paying attention to anything but the impeachment inquiry. And occasionally we'll talk about Donald Trump. The press, the media, the cable channels love this. And you don't have any way to opine back to them. There is one cable channel 
that you can call in on and comment. And that channel is C-SPAN. You can call in and opine on C-SPAN. And they'll take your call. Republicans, call this line. Democrats, call this line. Independents, call this line. And it's fine. You can call up and you can spout your opinion and all that sort of stuff. But these people with these cable channels, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, uh, CNBC, Bloomberg, uh, all of the channels, Fox, Fox Business, Fox Fox Triple X, I mean, whatever it's going to be, it's Super Fox. You ever seen the Super Fox channel? It's unbelievable. Fox with three X's? It's like Fox. They have three X's because Zelensky's got two Y's. I don't understand. They're trying to. They're, Ultra mega. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. But like the only place you're going to find any sanity is on the talk radio channel. This channel. Okay, FNZ does it too. But us, they're not going to talk about the impeachment of Hunter Biden. They will opine on something like OJ Simpson was the last bill to ever get a favorable call. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I mean, am I wrong, Bill's Mafia? Ring us up. Ring us up right now. 704-570-1110. We'll take all comers. The The comment was offsides? Wow. Wow. My my job is done. Wow. Good night, everybody. (laughs) So 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 here's the thing. No, I don't know if Kadarius Tony is in witness protection. Stop that. Be nice. Nobody does anything in Kansas City anyways. Um, So here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is one place where you're going to get to hear opinions and then share your opinions with the rest of the classroom. Here, right here. These cable channels don't want to hear from you. They don't want to hear from you. The extent to which that they want to hear from you is you participating in a poll. Or we have the voter panel coming up. It's going to be great. We have five people. We woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning to come in and be part of the voter panel for 90 seconds. I mean, this this is what this is all about with the modern media concept here, okay? This is what we have. This is what we have. If you want to know what's really going on, you, would, you, you want to spend time with WBT. That's as simple as, as I can make this. Because you're going to get information. You're, you're not going to get, okay, let's just go live and run the, uh, let's run, let's run the uh, testimony in, in real time. Here we go. I mean, this, this is what we're doing. But let's go back to the Hunter Biden ad- admission that... Joe Biden's financial involvement in the business dealings was non-existent. So let me ask a a very difficult question here, okay? If Joe Biden's interest was not financial, and I don't know what else it would be, then why does Hunter Biden call the Chinese oligarch and yell at him about not sending the money and he specifically says my dad my father is sitting right here where is the money if 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 joe biden has only the ability to show up at golf tournaments uh kicking it with bobolinsky riding an airboat um do, doing whatever that is that he's doing in his spare time if, if he if he's got all that hey that he's doing right if he's so busy then why does hunter biden invoke 
his father's name when the money doesn't come through from the Chicoms? What would be the value of, of, of Joe Biden? Are, are we supposed to believe that Hunter Biden is so charming and brilliant and smart and fun that people just want to give him money because he's such a cool guy? Doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't make a whit of sense. Now, Representative Mary Miller has a very interesting observation that she posted up on X. Will the FBI arrest and shackle Hunter Biden at the airport for refusing a congressional subpoena like they did to Peter Navarro? Or, or will the FBI confirm they have two systems of justice? One for the Bidens and one for everybody else. That's why we call it this, the Department of Just Us. They protect just themselves. They don't protect regular people. They arrest regular people. They throw them in gulags in Washington, D.C. because of J6. They also, you know what else they do? They send SWAT teams to go attack pro-life people and, and to try to lock them up in jail for being pro-life. This is, this is abundantly clear to me, but how's it going to go? How's it going to go? I have a feeling that Hunter Biden is, is going to do something to change the entire environment. I don't know what it is, but to me it feels like he needs to take the power back in this relationship, and I don't know what that's going to be. Maybe he wakes up next week and says, you know what, I want to go and plea, plea to all the stuff, knowing that if he goes in and pleads to everything, and, 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 and just says, listen, I want to I admit everything that I did, and I'm going to plea, and that's how it's going to go. Then Joe Biden can just pardon him before the election. I, that was my original in, uh, intuition about this setup, and I'm still thinking that that's the case. I'm still thinking that is the case. That he's going to go in and plea, he's going to take, take, take all the, the medicine that he's got to take, and that Joe Biden will just pardon him, and then it's not an issue for the 2024 election as far as Team Biden is concerned. Your thoughts straight ahead. Yeah, I, uh, I know about the washboard abs. 704-570-1110, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Uh, listen up, folks. This is a, this is a momentous occasion for me uh, today. A coach Matt Doherty is going to be joining us here at the uh, start of this next hour. But uh, Barrett News Media has uh, put out their list of top talk show hosts across the country, from small markets all the way up to giant markets to syndication, etc. And we are this show is number one in the. Uh, in the mid-market region. We are number one. We were number two last year, and we got enough horses behind us, and we are number one. We are now number one uh, here, and it's, it's, it's attributable to my amazing team in TJ and Tommy and, and, of course, Mike Schaefer. And, I mean, my gosh, Matt Doherty comes in here every, every week. All the great, talented people, Anna, Pam, uh, all of you guys uh, helped to make this thing incredibly successful. Well, I mean, you can't leave yourself out of this, but I guess you can't say yourself either. But it's all you, man. It's the Brett Winterbull Show. 
Well, it's, it's, on, all, it's, an so honor. it's an honor to be here. here. It's an honor to be here and to be uh, celebrated in this way and recognized. Well, thank you very much. It's, 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 it's wonderful to be uh, a, a part of a, of a company that really understands the magic of radio and, and broadcasting and all of that. And um, it's, it's a real joy and an honor to, to, to be in that, uh, in that position. So uh, I am honored to, uh, to do that. All right. Now. Now on to something not nice. This is not nice. And I, I mean, I'm serious when I say this. this is not nice. This is kind of, uh, this is kind of, you know, spinning me, uh, spinning me up a little bit here, okay? So there are these things. Of course this would exist. I mean, of course this would exist. Nudify apps. Have you heard of these? No. Nudify apps. Tommy, have you heard about Nudify apps? I hope you haven't. Okay, good. Nudify apps are using AI to make deep fake porn of women skyrocket in popularity. You know what it does? You take a normal picture of a person with their clothes on and it creates a porno version of the picture. Come on. Uh, dude, I'm reading it right here. Apps that use AI to generate images, popularly known as deep fakes, making clothed women appear to be naked, are reportedly soaring in popularity. In September alone, 24 million people visited websites offering Nudify AI tools. Moreover, many of these AI undressing apps are reportedly used using popular social media platforms to market the products. This is a, a write-up out of Breitbart about this. Uh, Breitbart News previously reported that Facebook and Insta allowed hundreds of ads for deep fake tools, promising explicit images of Hollywood starlets to run on Mark Zuckerberg's uh, platforms. See, this is, this is a problem, okay? I understand. Probably the third or the fourth picture ever photographed was probably somebody naked. Okay? This may have even been the first picture. I mean, whatever. But... But this is disgusting because this is going to have a, a harming effect for innocent people. I mean, think about, I mean, it's bad enough when you think about what, what they can do with adults. What can they do with children? I mean, this, this is a horrifying thing. And it's a, it's a, it's a shame and a sin that we're seeing uh, this all play out uh, in this way. You know, it's it's um, it, it's really it's really disturbing. But you know what? You you can never and you cannot ever 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 um, get rid of the cultural rot in our in our world. It's just disgusting, and it's wrong, and it and it violates uh, the dignity of the human person. John, welcome to the program. What's on your mind, John? Yeah, how you doing? I know it's a little off subject, but last week you had mentioned uh, Florida State mm -hmm. being snubbed from the uh, the national championship. Yes. All right. Remember a few years ago when Pat McCrory was the governor of North Carolina, mm -hmm. and he started that bathroom bill. Uh huh. Well, the the end the the NAACP pulled the the, the 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 final four out of Charlotte. Okay. Because of that. Now, down in Florida, ESPN, which controls a lot of what goes on in the international championship as far as where the money goes, who owns them? Disney. Uh, D Disney, yes. And who did Ron DeSantis go to war with? 
Oh, yeah, he did go to war with Disney. That is true. That is true. But but where, where's the evidence that there's a big conspiracy to get even with with uh, a Florida state because of Ron DeSantis's war on Disney? I, I don't have the evidence. Well, uh, I mean, there, so there you go. I mean, I, so it's a conspiracy theory as far as we know. But it's interesting. It's darn interesting, John. I mean, I think I think it's worth uh, it's worth consideration over a cold one for sure. No doubt. Uh, David, welcome to the program. Hey, Brett. How you doing? I'm well. Thank you very much, sir. You know, I was listening to you talk about that. What was that called again? Uh, AI thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a deep fake. Um, it's a deep fake. They're calling these, these products nudify. It's not, that's not the product. It's just that it takes clothed pictures and then makes the person naked. It sounds like a breakfast cereal. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, maybe. Uh. But, you know, you know, I was listening to that, and, you know, everybody's wondering what's the next big thing. Yeah. And my prediction is within 10 years, uh-huh. you will be able to take your phone and lay it on a flat surface, and a little person will look like they're standing on your phone. You know what's weird and about that? It's, it's holograms. Yeah, you know what's weird about that? We, well, that, 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 that's exactly what happened with Princess Leia in the original Star Wars. Help me, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Help me. I mean, that's, that's, that's what that was, right? Wasn't that, they, they did that in 1977. Everybody's going to need an R2-D2. Every, well, you know what? Listen, um, don't do that because they're, they did a recall. Oh. They did a recall on the R2-D2s. Okay. Uh, but the, there's a flange... Oh. There's a flange and seal issue. You can't roto rooter it out. I yeah, you that. can't do it. You gotta. They, what they got to do is you got to get on a. Uh, you got to get on a uh, on an A-frame ladder, oh. and then uh, you have to also have a uh, a winch. If you have an A-frame ladder and a winch, let me know. Nope, uh, the other kind. The other kind. News Talk 1110 WBD. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right, on time. It's tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, on time. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. Okay, so Coach is uh, is here. He's just stepped out for a moment. I'm going to be uh, helming the, the ship here for a second. They're, um, he's got a film crew with him. I'll cover it. He's got my a fil- man. My man. This is my favorite time of the week. Is that good? Yeah, oh, that's excellent. No, no, yeah, it's really good. He's uh, he's uh, yeah, he's got a film crew with him. Uh, it's a di- they're documenting a number of different uh, things in the building with him. And so. They'll be they'll be back, so I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to take this opportunity to say, "Holy cow, what's going on with Teslas?" Tesla recalls nearly all vehicles sold in the U.S. to fix a system that monitors drivers using autopilot. Whoa! What? <laughs> wait, wait. Why are you why are you recalling nearly all? Shouldn't you be re- recalling all of them? Tesla is recalling nearly all vehicles sold in the U.S., more than 2 million, to update software and fix a defective system 
that's supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention when using autopilot. I don't, I don't want an autopilot car. I don't want a car that is an autopilot car. I don't want any of that at all. That is like voodoo. Okay, I don't know how they do it. It's magnets or something. I mean, ICP knows about the magnets, you know, and, and the thing is, and the thing is, I, what I don't like about this, this AP story by Tom Krischer, what I don't like about this AP story is Tesla's recalling nearly all the vehicles sold in the U.S., more than 10 million to update software and fix a defective system for autopilot. So you're not going to be able to, I mean, you can only update the software so fast, right? You can only do that so quickly. So how are you supposed to, like, I don't want to be the two millionth guy with the autopilot issue. I want my car fixed, like, immediately, preferably sooner. So how is that going to happen? And by the way, by the way, it's the, the technology is supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention when using autopilot. You know, I, I saw this. I saw this in El Paso, Texas in, in 1979. There was a guy who, who, got, who had a van, and he caused a terrible accident in the desert. He, he set the cruise control in the van and then proceeded to leave the driving area in the van and went to the back of the van. And, and apparently the people who were driving alongside him got the shock of their lives because there was nobody driving the car or the van. And the thing just went and veered left and into the desert. Definitely a wake up call. Now that's not, but that's not autopilot. A lot of people think that cruise control is autopilot back in that day. Just to be fair, the plates on the car were from New Mexico. That you know the Lobos, you got to watch them Lobos. You just never know there, Coach. I know. I mean, that's it. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. That's right. Did you ever play in the uh, in the no, Lobo Center? No, that's bringing that. That's that's a bad time, oh, Albuquerque, yeah. because that's where the Final Four was in 1984, my oh. senior year. We oh. were ranked number one in the country. I know. Uh, pretty much from the beginning to the end of the regular season, mm -hmm. and then we lost uh, to a bad Indiana team and mm -hmm. and uh, didn't make it to Albuquerque. So it reminds me. Do you remember um, Jenny Funk? Huh? Jenny Funk, Indiana. Oh, she was a visitor. Go yeah. Ahead. Listen, this is this is. You asked me the question, I get to answer, and you don't have to interject just because it's your show and bring up these bad memories of of. You know, Miss Funk. Um, so yeah, we were we we were supposed to be in Albuquerque. Remember um, Abbott and Costello, sure. the, the Susquehanna hat. Uh, Slowly, I turned. And and they they they, they would punch their fists through the hat. Through the hat. So Albuquerque's my Susquehanna. Like wow, when you say really? Albuquerque, yeah, you don't like Albuquerque. It, it triggers uh, it's some a beautiful really city though. It's a beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful. It, it really city. triggers some negative emotions, Brett. Just down the road from Santa Fe. Yes. And the Four Corners region. I like Santa Fe. I like Sedona. That's um, in Arizona, obviously, but... Very I, good program uh, Albuquerque, we were... Mm -hmm. uh, well, actually, that was 83, now that I think of it. It was 83. 83. So that's when NC State won it in wow. Albuquerque. That's, congrats to the NC State people. I'm being... Uh, Can we go to break? I'm being ecumenical here. Can, Ecumenical. I'm, what, I'm what, reaching out to everybody. Spell that for me. Ecumenical. Use that in a in a normal sentence. Ecumenical. Is that your spelling? 
Ek? Ek. Humanical. Okay. That's how you do it. What does that mean? It, 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 you're, I'm, I'm being somebody who is uh, adopting to all the people who are listening to the show. So, so okay, you could say um, the Catholic Church got together with the Baptist Church to raise money for uh, orphans. Okay, uh-huh. and you could say it's an ecumenical approach, right? Everybody's together despite that they have differences in okay. in, in faith traditions. So. Are, are, who's killing the show right now, uh, TJ? Is that Jim? Brett no, no, Jim. Jim. Jim's killing the Jim, show. Jim's killing the show okay. from San Diego. You asked me the question, and I'm giving you the answer. Now you you had to go ecumenical. Like what? What? Well, I mean, I you know what 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 ecumenical? Okay, so you, did you win like spelling bees as a kid? No. Did you enter them? No. Why? Too much pressure. Too much pressure. It's too much pressure. You go, you go, get involved in a spelling bee. I know. And and I'm telling Start you, losing your hair. You end and stuff. up, yeah. You, you know what you end up with? You end up with like uh, people giving you tricky words. Do you, why do they make you say like the word and then spell it and then say the word at the end? Like you know, like ecumenical. E blah 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 blah. Ecumenical. E c u m e n i c a l. Ecumenical. So I finally got you to spell it. Yes. Yeah. Do you like to Google words like definitions? Or you probably know most of the words people say. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a Googler. Are you? Yeah, I'll Google. I have a Google phone. I, 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 I ask questions constantly. Here. Do you? What's your yeah. last question you've asked? Let me see. What was the last question I asked here? Let's see here. Let's see. Um, here goes. Ready? Who won the 1983 NC2A tournament? You son of a gun. You son of a gun. Uh, it wasn't Emerson, that's for sure. Undefeated since 1880. <laughs> okay? We've never lost. We never An lost. An NCAA Division One game. You never lost. Because you never played an NCAA Division One game. That's exactly right. Yeah. That was the standard answer. Uh, we, our football team is undefeated. They sold T-shirts that said that. So. that uh, who was the producer that died last week that went to Emerson? Who did... Uh, oh, oh, that, 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 uh, that was... Uh, oh, gosh. What's his oh. name? N- Neil, Neil? No, not Neil. He was the not, one. Not who, Neil Simon. Who did? Uh, yes, I'm drawing a blank. I can see him. He's got a hat. We 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 just, a, we just we talked, talked about, about him. Norman Norman Lear. Norman Lear. Norman Lear, and 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 a very big political activist too. People really for the American way. Yeah, but he's an Emerson grad. He 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 dropped out. Did he really to go to the war? Oh, in '42. Wow. He 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 attended and then he went he went into the military. Yeah. I, that generation's amazing. It's incredible. I mean, you think about the the baseball players that uh, Ted Williams, you know, dropped out and flew planes. Yeah, you know, what came back to play baseball? Like what from San like, Diego? Can can imagine, you know, our young people doing that now? No, you couldn't. No, you can. I actually, I, I'm not going. Well, I'm, I'm not going to undersell the young people. Your son is the, the one of people. those guys. Yeah. Like, I'm glad your son's at the Citadel, and he's going to do great things for, um, you know, generations to come in our country. I think you've done a tremendous job with the uh, ecumenical uh, reach back. That's very good. Yeah, I, I try to be inclusive. You're I, I like inclusive. That's a lot easier than ecumenical. Ecumenical reminds me of the Catholic Church and like being an altar boy. Well, like, that's okay. I, I don't, just, you, got, you, got tip, you got tips at weddings? I got tips at weddings and funerals. And Mr. O'Shea, five bucks back in the day there for a go. funeral. Look at that. So when my mother, I came home fourth grade, I, and, she, and I told her I wanted to be an altar boy, mm-hmm. and Mary Cleary Doherty, who slept with her rosary beads under a pillow, mm-hmm. thought, oh, my gosh, my son's going to be a priest. And I immediately said, yeah, you get tips for weddings and funerals, and it just blew her high, totally. Pope Matt Doherty. I saw the Pope in Madison Square Garden in 1980. Wow. Yeah. We're going to dive into that straight ahead. Yeah.
Oh, wow, look at that, huh? Right off the, uh, right off the coach's playlist here. On the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Wow, who, say, who sings that? De La Soul. De La Soul? God, I haven't heard that one in a long time. That's old. That's News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Brett Woodable, the coach, Matt Doherty. So today... We're waiting right now to see if they're going to have the uh, the impeachment, uh, uh, the vote on having the impeachment inquiry, okay, into into the president and uh, uh, the uh, the son of the president, Hunter Biden. So we are we are waiting to see if that's going to materialize today. Hunter Biden was supposed to go and testify this morning, and he was supposed to talk to the committee behind closed doors. He showed up and did a press con. wasn't a press conference. He made a speech on the steps outside the Capitol about a about a 10 15 minute speech and then he went inside now he said something coach that is new that is new this is what he said in talking about the relationship he had with his he has with his father let her rip TJ let me state as clearly as I can my father was not financially involved in my business not as a practicing lawyer not as a board member of Burisma not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. His father was not financially involved. You know, this is, I take this from the Bill Clinton School of uh, Wordsmith. You know, define financially involved, like I take that as, okay, he can say that because Joe didn't invest in his company, but he reaped some financial gains from his company. So financially involved. To me, that means he didn't put up seed money for the company, and I doubt he had any seed money because it was all basically consulting, right? Right. There was no capital investment. It was all revenue. Uh, that was generated. So financially involved, do you say financially involved? Meaning, does that mean that, to me, the follow-up question is, so your dad didn't benefit from your businesses? Right. Um, And then, you know, the whole thing of his dad not, talking business with his son ever like really that's right like every every time <laughs> like do you ever have dinner with your son like when my son and i have dinner we'll have dinner tonight i'll ask him how's your day how's work what did you do right what are the challenges you're facing um you know you you, you don't not talk business with sure. your kids like how's work right oh so we don't talk at all about business like Come on, like a fact that we're, it's insulting. It's insulting to the, to, 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 I hate the term, American people. Mm-hmm. It is insulting. It's insulting. It is. And, and, and the reality is we know because when the Chinese businessman that he describes didn't fund the project, he said, I'm sitting here next to my father. You need to send the money. Why would you invoke your father? Right. Or the big man, right? Or the big man, the big guy, Bobolinsky. I mean, any, any of that stuff. So um, 
now this is going to go into the realm of of the impeachment inquiry part. I I have to admire uh, Hunter and the team for one thing. Like, I think it's very savvy with how they're avoiding this and delaying it and mm-hmm. putting it off. You know, mm-hmm. showing up, making a speech. Right. You know, it's probably. You know, it's it's a good tactic. I don't you know, respect their stance. I don't respect what they've done. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a smart tactic as they're trying to evade um, this hearing. Well, and that's and that's really that's what you, you're trying to run the clock out. You're yep. trying to stretch this out so that you get to election time and it becomes just yep. something that's in the ether. And the kids, uh, you know, people call it gaslighting, right? So that's you're right. turning it around mm-hmm. and attacking the 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 public or the messenger with a defense like you're coming after me all you're doing is trying to belittle me and my recovery and my addiction Correct. and trying to ruin my dad's presidency right. that's your intent no our intent is to get to the truth that that has been avoided for almost four years well that's and, and that's and that's that's true because it goes all the way back to 2020 when we were talking about this. but brett i hear people and this is a compliment to you in the show I hear people just now talking about stuff you and I talked about four years ago. For sure. And it's like, really? Like, you're just bringing this to the national news? That's exactly right. It, 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 it's like, you know, boring. It's old news. This stuff has been going on for at least four years, and now it's just surfacing. And, you know, he should have been having to answer for this before Biden got elected president. And you see, you know what? Let me tell you something. There are two different ways to be a grinder, right? You can, you can be a grinder and you can shortcut and you can be a grinder and you can get it done, right? You can get it done and stick to, to what you're good at and, and produce good results. Coming up, we're going to talk about the good kind of grinder. How about that? How about that, Coach Matt Dorn? I love grinders. Grinders are... Yeah. Glue guys and grinders, Grind, man. Glue, I, I tell you what, I'm all about glue guys and grinders. Gotta be. Got to be. We're going to talk about chicken cutlets straight ahead. Oh, now, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chicken parm? Yep. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Brett Woodable and the coach, Matt Doherty. Coach, where do people go to get coached if they want to become a glue guy or a leader or whatever else they want to do? Yeah, they, they can go. They could go to Doherty Coaching. Dot com, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y, DohertyCoaching.com. Good stuff. Um, what do you think about Tommy DeVito? What do you think about him uh, coming home, living with mom and dad while he's a quarterback of the Giants? I think it's a great... And eating chicken cutlets. Yeah, chicken cutlets. That's what my mom would call them, chicken cutlets, chicken parm, mm-hmm. spaghetti. That was always my favorite thing that she would make. Uh I think it's a great story. I'm, I'm, I'm per- personally a little s- saddened because I think of Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte native, and you know, big contract started out the year, season didn't go well. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. He sidelined. Second second string quarterback gets hurt. Devito comes in and starts winning some games and has him on the verge of a wild card playoff berth. It's a great story for football. It's a great story for the Giants. It's a great story for New Jersey. He went to Don Bosco Prep, a big-time powerhouse in New Jersey. And, um, 
you know, I just feel like, okay, what is, how does that make Daniel Jones feel? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, my bet, my guess is Daniel Jones, such a high character guy. I bet she's thrilled for the guy and thrilled for the team. It, it's interesting because you see this over and over again. Really, like, let's be honest about it. Brock Purdy, right? He he gets his his opportunity because of an injury, mm-hmm. two injuries, and and then he's he's in. Uh, you've got uh, th- this case here. Um, and, and, and this does happen from, from time to time where there's that magic. Is, do you think it's something, is it, is it hunger? Is it drive? Is it talent? Is it patience that gets these people in this position? Yes. It's all of that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got to prepare for the moment. Um, and as you were talking, I wrote down next man up. It's a mentality you have to have as a backup. That you, you, your opportunity might come at any time or it might never come. Okay. But if you, I can guarantee you one thing, you, your opportunity may not, you, you can't guarantee the opportunity, but I guarantee this if you're not ready mentally, physically, you will not succeed. And, it, and the other thing I wrote down was Tom Brady. Because right. when Drew Bledsoe got hurt, Brady, who's a sixth round pick, steps up and has, becomes maybe the, best quarterback ever yeah obviously the best quarterback ever maybe the best football player ever um and so you've got to be mentally ready and have that mindset that i am getting better today i talk about that as as in leadership when i was coaching my number one goal for my team was to get better today because if you don't get better today you can't win a championship so let's not focus on winning a championship. Let's focus on getting better today. And if we get better today, just 1% every day, you'll be, be in position to win championships. You'll be in position to start. You'll be in position to, when you get your opportunity, to own it. Remember the name Wally Pip? Sure. Yeah. So uh, who was Wally Pip? Well, Wally Pip was the first baseman who got hurt. And who came in for him? Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So the term was, you don't want to get Wally pipped, mm-hmm. right? Right. Sure. Stay healthy. Stay on the field. Stay on top of your game. Um, but you just never know. And so good for DeVito, uh, and it's one of the beautiful things about sports. It's, you know, sports, high highs, low lows, comeback stories, you know, uh, you know Cinderella stories like, like DeVito. It's it's funny because he li- he lives with his parents, um, and he says everything I need there. He, he was asked about whether or not living under his childhood roof is a burden or a sanctuary, and he said it's a it's a no brainer. Everything I need is there at that house. He told ESPN the decision was made since this level of football is stressful for a rookie, especially from the quarterback position. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of meetings, so everything outside of football is handled by my family. You need to have a good team. You do. Uh, you need to have a personal board of directors. And for him, it's obviously his family, probably his agent, you know, maybe his high school. Like, who was on your personal board of directors? Like, here you are. Congratulations, by the way, being ranked number one in the country for your radio show. All right? Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but you have to have a team, right? You have to have, like, you know, Sherry, your wife. Yes who supports you. Yes. You've had uh, TJ and Tommy. That's right. Here each and every day. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, 
um, uh, Rush Limbaugh, who, who was a mentor for you. So uh, you've got to surround yourself with people so you can focus on what you need to focus on. For sure. And that's preparing for the show and delivering a good product. Because if you get distracted by doing things that you don't need to be doing, you're not going to be on top of your game. So DeVito, whatever he can delegate and take mm -hmm. off of his plate that mm -hmm. adds stress to your life, he's got people now that can do that. So, hey, I want to come home. I don't want to talk football. I need to have some chicken cutlets and, and, and get a good night's sleep. I need to. So he knows when he pulls into that driveway. You know, I wonder what, is that a one-car garage? Is it a two-car garage? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Like my garage, like where I grew up, we didn't have a garage door opener. Like you had to get out of the car and, and open, open the door. And it was a one-car garage. Wow. Yeah. So if you pulled in behind and somebody else had to leave, you had to get out and back the car out. Gosh. And, you know, so I'm like picturing this guy pulling in after practice. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Dad, I got you blocked in. Are you leaving early? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay. Uh, what if it snows, right? You back it in. You got to back it in. You know, you got to back it in. Do you have a snowblower? Like, if it snows, who's who's shoveling his car out of the driveway to go to the game? That, that's a good point. And, but you also got to warm it up. You got to warm it up. So you give the keys to your young, younger brother. Say, go warm, warm, go warm up my it up car. for me. You know, and, and, and you got to sometimes have two sets of keys. Because you want to leave the keys in the ignition running, but you want to lock the car. Right. And you got to so, scrape the window, so. If you put the heat on high enough. You can, ah, but then it takes, for a, it takes a while. It does take a while. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't uh, you know, you got to make sure you have the right fluid in the, win you know. The, yeah, winter, the winter mix. Yeah, you don't want to have the you know, freezes summer. Up. Then no it freezes good. up. You got slurpy all over your, your uh, windshield. So, uh, you know, then, like, imagine pulling in and the, and the people in the street, like, picking, like, the neighbors, like. You know, Aunt Jean looking through the blind, like, oh, maybe she didn't like the DeVitos, but now they're like, want to come over and get an autograph for their son? <laughs> you know? Yeah, but then there's the other, the other opposite thing. You mess, you mess up a big play, cost the game. Sal down the block oh, yeah. come and knock down the door. Yeah, like, Sal, just hey. lost a, uh, Sal just lost a G on the game. Three. Right? Yeah, of course. Or it comes down, hey, Tommy, how you feeling? <laughs> How's the arm? Tom, Tom. Tom. Hey, Tom, Barkley is uh, Barkley's hip okay? You got you know what I'm saying? Tommy? Tommy two times? Come on. Come on. Come on, we're gonna get together later. I'll take you out for something to eat. We'll go down to VFW. We'll go. Go down to the Knights we'll, of Columbus. I'm gonna go out, we're gonna go five spins. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tommy. You know I've known you since you were a kid. Remember? It doesn't look the ankle doesn't look that bad. No. Get, <laughs> Tommy, tough it up. Come on. So what do you think? You think you, you guys going to be what? That's a sitcom. I mean, oh, this is it a is sitcom a sit that, that needs to immediately be developed. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. For a reality show. A hundred percent. I mean, come on. That's what it's all about. It's awesome. It is. All right, coming up, something even better. Maybe not. Oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. Hey, Coach. We're going to give away a pair of tickets. Salt right? and pepper here. We're going to give away a pair of tickets. This is a great cut. It's a great cut. Great cut. Early 90s. They... But it's not salt and pepper. It's salt and pepper, isn't it? No. The, the tickets are not salt and pepper. Oh. I mean, this is what it is. All right, so we're going to mash up here. Good. I'm going to mash up here right here. Hank Williams Jr. with special guests, Old Crow Medicine Show. 
We're giving away the tickets before you can buy them. Hank Williams Jr. with special guests, Old Crow Medicine Show, PNC Music Pavilion, Charlotte on Friday, August the 9th. Caller number Seven lucky number seven is going to get the tickets. 704-570-1110. 704-570-1110. Good luck, caller number seven. Let's jump out and talk to Jim, coach. Jim is on the line. You know, you I don't know if you're familiar with Jim, but he's here. Do we have to talk to him? Uh, shh, 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 he's on the line. No, oh. you don't have to talk. Oh, to him. oh, oh, hey, oh, oh this hey, Jim. Hey, this Jim. Jim. I thought it was another Jim. No, it's fine. Your aura and persona is enough. It exudes and it permeates through the uh, the airwaves. So wow. you can just sit there and be a great man, and I can and uh, I can uh, realize a, a return from it. Oh, okay. So. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing, Jim? <laughs> good. Good. I'm doing good. I'm. Uh, you doing good or you doing well? I mean, you're 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 a man that's. A- We're doing pretty well considering what happened to our state and our country. Mm. Me and my son are in a very good place. We're getting ready for Christmas, doing a lot of shopping and decorating the Christmas tree and. Outstanding. And, uh, yes, yes, we're in a very good place. So, so um, but it's because I recognized once I saw what happened after the election that these guys aren't going to play by the rules. And I just went on alert. That's right. And I, I do know a lot of people around me that are having a lot of troubles and stuff because they just wanted to believe mm-hmm. that life was going to be the same. You mean everything's not free? Not everything's free? Uh, nothing is free. Mm-hmm. Everything is a catch. Mm-hmm. Everything has a has a catch-22. I mean, like they just passed a... A law for solar panels. People that bought solar panels, yeah, they're the, they get the check back, right? They're getting the credit back. Yes, for buying the solar panels and getting off the grid. Guess what? What? Guess what? New law. As if I think it's twenty twenty six. You can't sell back any of your uh, saved up energy to what? back to the uh, power utility here, SDG. What? Wow. Yep. That's awful. Yeah, they. Th- this is what they do. They get you brainwashed to think you're doing the right thing. You're doing what they want you to do. You're doing things that are going to, you know, help everybody, support the community, conserve. And then, ah, oh, we just mm-hmm. took the rug out from under you. You're, you know, because you listen to us. I don't listen to a word they say. All right. Well, let me, I, let I me. hear what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, what, let me, what? let me give you, let me give you another example of this. Washington State, okay. a Democrat bill would jail people for violating the ban on gas leaf blowers. If you are using a gas leaf blower, you are going to go to the pokey, man. You're going you're going to the hoose cow. You're going you're going you're going away. You're going upstate, coach. I mean, this is terrible. Sing sing. Sing sing. You go to sing sing. Rikers. A bill yeah, but a bill that was filed by Amy Wallen says that you need to ban the gasoline-powered diesel-powered landscaping tools. And other outdoor power equipment. It's illegal now. It's going to be illegal, and you will go to jail if you use it after January 1st, 2026. Yeah, but the good news is they have a spinoff of the Leaf Blower SWAT team with uh, David Boreanis and, and a whole cast of. You know what's going to be awesome about that? You're going to have a black market in leaf blowers. Leaf blowers are going to be incredibly uh, cheap. There already is. There already is. If you know landscapers, they do. They buy all of their leaf blowers on the Schneid, and they uh, fix them themselves. And 
Um, they were not going to stop. That's all. They're, they're, you know, any small business that is a, is a landscaping business, they have hundreds of them if they're, if they're a good-sized landscaping company. And uh, um, I got it. I got it. Though, as I was pretty impressed myself with the electric leaf blower for my own personal use, <laughs> I got a cordless one. I got. I, I got a. I got, I got a question for you, Jim. All right. Yeah. You used a leaf blower. You used to rake leaves. You know, get calluses. Mm-hmm. Use the gloves. Bag the leaves. Oh, I hate that. Is the worst. I had, we grew up. We had a big, big yard, um, about an acre. And oh gosh! And I, I'm like, Dad, can't we just wait till all the leaves come out of the tree instead yes. of like raking them this Saturday and then they come back down the next Saturday? Anyway, yeah. So you have a leaf blower, Jim. Do you? This is a. This is a very important question. Do you blow them into the street or in your neighbor's yard, or do you blow them into a pile and bag them and put them at the street? No, they just go out of my out of my uh, immediate jurisdiction. That's all. Oh, really? So you have no respect. You have no respect for your your Wait a neighbors. Wait I a don't minute. Have time. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, you don't have time. Are you are you engaged in midnight blowing? What are you doing? <laughs> I have a business. I got a business. I got you know. He's got uh, a business. It's Christmas. I mean. So you go out there at midnight. So do you blow hard? Yeah. I mean, are you blow. Are you blowing that stuff into people's yards? Uh, it usually just uh, there isn't that much. It's not like it's. In oh, the but but you, terrain, Jim, like, Jim, you know, Jim, you're blowing your leaves into the correct. street or your neighbor's yard. Yes or no? If you're gonna, yeah, I, yes I, or no, Jim? It's a yes or no. Yeah. It's a yes or no. You got you got to blow you got to blow it into the street. You got to put it yeah, in the street. street mostly, but, there's, but it's there's, in the street, then the cars drive by and it blows back onto the yard. That's it's like there's it's terrible. One, and there's that one leaf you're you're trying to zap it and it, it's it's not moving. Right, it's you stuck. Picking it up anyway. Yeah, you pick it up. I hate that. And what do you do if you pick it up? You put it in your pocket, or you, what do you do? Then you put it back. Well, if you're Jim, you put it in somebody's yard. You put it in somebody's yard. Jim is the leaf blower. He's a leaf mover. Hashtag hashtag. The leaf, uh, the, the leaf man. The he's, leaf man. He's the leaf man. The you know what? I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. That's different. I didn't know that we were going to have a midnight blower calling in. I know. I know. It's it's blower sad. activated. Yeah. I, I thought that, and you know why he uses electric? It's not as loud, so then the neighbors can't hear him at night. Oh, well, you fire that thing up with oh. the with the with the eighty horsepower, man. But Forget it. Electric. He goes. Yeah, he's quiet. Well, the, yeah, quiet. The weed eaters too. The weed eaters, the electric weed eaters, are pretty impressive. How about edgers? Are you you got an edger? I love edgers. Edgers are my are my guilty well, pleasure. Use, if you're a good landscaper, you can use a weed eater as a edger. I hate that. That doesn't work. That's good fake. Edge. That's that's fake edging. I'm a man. I believe in edging with an edger. You like grooming? You groom the whole yard? Well. Like you know, I, said, I try to take. I try to take it down. You know the tricks of the trade. I try to take it. I try to take it all down about a quarter inch every chance you get. Otherwise, you know what you end up with? Catastrophe. Yeah, it's not good. Jim, thanks for not killing the show. Yeah, you did that for me already. Thanks. News Talk 1110 WVT. are coming over tonight raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Dig. Oh, I knew it. Well done. <laughs> TJ is the master behind the uh, wax there. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We, should, we probably should have a picture taken in here as proof of life. We have got AM and PM literally crossing the streams at the same time in the room. The whole show. The whole the whole deal. Everybody is here. Coach Matt Doherty, Beth Troutman, Bo Thompson, and me. It's like a sword fight. <laughs> it is. So let me ask you a question. Anything new in the news today? <laughs> Yes, we're here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it How is, are you? It's awesome. It's great. I mean, this is awesome. We don't we don't get to see people. It's getting dark, and the room gets dark, and then I just sit in this room, and I'm happy to have people, Beth and Bo. Well, we had um, we had a little uh, a little company soiree, and uh-huh. so Bo and I decided that we would just run here to, I, together. And I walked in, and I said, "You know, I wasn't invited. Is it cool that I'm here?" Of course. <laughs> Oh, you can't have Bo we, without we, a bathroom. We actually bathroom. prefer, well, I shouldn't say that because oh. Bo's emceeing yeah. an event tomorrow. Oh, yeah, nice to yes. Bo. Just pretend it's a week from now. Si- well, I'd re- we'd rather Beth mm. than, yeah. than, you know, than Bo. But, mm. uh, mm. Well, wow. I mean, it's no, it's no, it's no secret. <laughs> I'll be on the air tomorrow at that time, by the way. I'll oh, be, you will? I'll be here. You won't be at the event, the big event? No, I wasn't invited to, uh, 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 to the uh, the second annual uh, leadership celebration uh, rebound heard- live podcast with uh, special guest Fred Whitfield Huge. at four o'clock. Oh, wow. Huge! How about that? Huh? Four o'clock uh, at Community Matters Cafe, um, and Bo Thompson is the MC. So, Bo, you were with Jay Billis last time, right? That's right. And now you got Fred Whitfield, right? I mean, this is like this is escalating quickly, my yeah. friend. I mean, I was not just with those two. I was with the greatest screener in the country in college basketball in the early '80s. As maybe ever, maybe ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you thank know. you, thank you, Bo. By the way, did you hear the name of the new uh, Charlotte FC head yes. coach? Yes. How about that? <laughs> yeah, what about that? Huh? I kind of feel bad for him because he can't make a name for himself. It, 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 the name's taken. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. I, I I wonder if they're gonna point to the passer and go four corners and <laughs> play multiple defenses. <laughs> I mean, she's right. You're like you could you could go undefeated and you're still going to be That's right. Way second, you're still the other Dean Smith. Wow. So we tried to find today because you know you made the point of Michael B Jordan uh-huh. because he he put his middle initial in there right. so that he wasn't Michael Jordan. Right. We tried to find his middle initial so we could start calling him Dean Q Smith or whatever mm-hmm. it is. We couldn't find it. I was looking for his full name so that we could change that for him, but Yeah, he 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 probably doesn't know what he's getting into, right? Because right, he's, he's from, British. He's British. That, yeah. So um, he's just hoping the hooligans don't show up and just like start right? ripping on him. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's what he's out of hope. Well, listen, it sounds like he's a great coach. He's got uh, respect in uh, in not just MLS but international soccer, and uh, I'm sure that he'll be a great addition to the city of Charlotte. Definitely. Until, well, never mind. Yeah, never. <laughs> why? Why be negative? Why be negative early? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least wait till his coaches his first game. <laughs> hey, it's not going to be very hard to be the best team in Charlotte right now. Well, okay, yeah, you know that's a, no, so. What do you think about this Cam Newton stuff taking swings at all these quarterbacks? 
saying that they're game managers. Is yeah, that what he's game called? Managers Dak versus, Purdy. Yeah. That they're all game managers. Well, I mean, look, Cam was re-signed and had a second chance at all this. Right. And it didn't go very well. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been watching the YouTube videos. He does his own stuff. He, mm-hmm. never, he did the media session when he was quarterback, but he never really did any one-on-one interviews. Now he does a lot of stuff, but it's his own thing, and that's fine. But I heard, I've been hearing what he said, and, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, I know Cam wants to be back in the league, but the, the Panthers tried that. Yes. Didn't go very well. It's very true. It's easy to, to sit in the sit on the sidelines and, and critique everything, you know, after after being in the league for the time that he was there. And he had a successful season, right? There was a good one in there. Oh, no, no. I, <laughs> I mean, look, he as soon great, as I say that, if you go back and watch run. the highlights of 2015, yeah. I mean, that was a... It was amazing. He was that season. Now, I think he... He, he kind of lost his edge after that season, but that season well, he took a big hit. He also had a better offense than right. than what we have right now. I mean, he had a better team around him as well. So I think it's it's hard. It's hard. It's easy to sit and and, and throw barbs at people, and I think it's the wrong thing to do. You know, to to sit and throw the barbs. Who do you think is going to come in and take the job, Belichick? You know, there was talk about that for a while. Now that now they're talking about Belichick, at least I heard today, they're mentioning Belichick as a possible San Diego coach next year because Belichick wants to go somewhere where there's an established quarterback and there's a chance, you know, to compete and win. Right. You come here, you're basically starting over. You have you have a could could be franchise quarterback, but he's walking in, you know, Belichick would be walking into a tough a tough uh thing ahead of him. What do you think, coach? I think that people good coaches will be afraid of Tepper. Uh, because it reminds me of Jerry Jones. Uh, I, I don't think Jerry Jones ever had a, an elite coach except for Bill Parcells, and Bill Parcells had to lay down the law, and I think uh, Jerry Jones succumbed to it. I don't think he liked it because he liked being – yeah, the big name and I, I micromanage the organization and, and a, a, a really good head coach doesn't want to deal with that. So mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get a big time head coach to put up with what the Panthers have to put right. up with right now from a micromanagement uh, level. It's dysfunction. And by the way, I think I, I may have just said San Diego. I still, I still think I, I San too. Diego I, Superchargers. I, I think it's the same thing. But I meant the like, L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you think... Do you think then, looking at the at the picture laid out in front of us, that is Harbaugh a possibility? Could you see him leaving college football to come to Charlotte? I I, I would say I I know he's been looking, okay, but I don't think that's the move because they're not set up to win. And the the, the thing about college is you can draft at the top of the draft every year when you're at Michigan or Alabama. Right. When you're at uh, in the NFL, you have to wait your turn. So you get penalized for being good. So like it's amazing what Belichick did because, you know, he wasn't drafting in in the top 5, top 10 picks, right? Because they were always so good, so he's drafting at the bottom of the first round. So you have to be really have to good have a good front office. Mm-hmm. Where in in college, you are the general manager and the head coach. In the NFL, you you basically don't don't get to wear the both hats, and so um, you know again at Michigan you can go after the best talent mm-hmm. every year in the country. When you're coaching in the NFL, you can't. Great stuff. So the one thing I'd add to that is, and I keep hearing this talk about how play, uh, coaches probably don't want to come play for David Tepper. The one thing that David Tepper has that a lot of owners don't have 
Jerry Richardson didn't have it. David Tepper's got the deep pockets to be able to throw a certain amount of money at these guys. And I would imagine there's some people out there, maybe Harbaugh's in that category, I don't know, that uh, would say, "Ah, I'm not sure I want to go there. Oh, okay, you're going to offer me that much money. No, No, fair, fair enough. Big stuff. Coming up tomorrow, uh, tell us again, Coach. Four o'clock, Community Matters Cafe. It's it's basically sold out. Oh, boy. Um, Fred Whitfield will be my guest, the Rebound Live podcast. Mm-hmm. Bo Thompson, MC, mm-hmm. uh, Community Matters Cafe, the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Uh, love those two places. They're basically mm-hmm. one and the same. Mm-hmm. They do God's work, uh, and uh, uh, just thrilled to be associated with them. Outstanding. And we just finished uh, a few weeks ago with Tony Marciano there. We did our show there the day we collected Thanksgiving food boxes. Amazing. And uh, that weekend they collected, what, 6,000 boxes? Yes, oh, wow. six, more than 6,000 boxes fed around 24,000 different people. That's Pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Special place. They are so special there. Phenomenal. What do you got coming up tomorrow, folks? Well, uh, you know, I haven't asked him yet, but we may have uh, the coach on to uh, preview this big event that you may have heard of at Community Matters Cafe. Very good. Uh, we also have David Chadwick tomorrow for going keeping with the Tar Heel tradition on Thursdays and uh, everything else that's uh, all going the fun, on out All there. the headlines that happen, the things that'll get you smiling, get you thinking, get you ready for your day. It's going to be great stuff. You and I are going to have time together tomorrow because... You'll be on while they're out there gallivanting. Yes, so we can have all the time in the world we want. We will. We may make an hour out of it. Let's make an hour out of it. <laughs> That's right. Commercial free. We'll, <laughs> we'll make two hours out of it. There we go. Hey, excellent. Great seeing you guys. Yo, Rockin', what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E, man. I'm trying to get paid in full. Well, check this out. Since Norby Walters is our agency, right? True. Carol Lewis is our agent. Word up. Zakia and Fourth and Broadway is our record company. Indeed. Okay, so who we rolling with then? We rolling with Rush. Our Rush Town Management. So check this out. Since we talking over this deaf beat right here that I put together. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. So there we go, man. There's a little little uh, music for you. 704-570-1110. So we got a... Uh, we got a couple of issues here that are out there moving around, Coach. Issues? Issues. We got issues. So um, one of the issues is the fact that Harvard's president, Claudine Gay, was accused of copying, well, was accused of plagiarism from Carol Swain, who's a very respected uh, educator. Um. And Harvard has cleared her of the plagiarism scandal. And Harvard has doubled and tripled down on keeping her around because she's done a great job as the president of Harvard. Now, I'm curious to see what Bill Ackman and the boys on Wall Street are going to do to Harvard now. Because Bill Ackman has been leading the charge to get her out. They've got they've got box trucks out in front of Harvard saying fire Claudine Gay, fire her, get her out of here. She's not representative of what we should have at this institution. But the Harvard Corporation is keeping them. Keeping them, coach. Keeping them. You know? Plagiarism. That's a big deal. Well, uh, it, it is a big deal, especially when you're president of Harvard. But I think that's secondary to the stance that she's taken on the uh, not condemning the anti-Semitism right. protests mm-hmm. or on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 that's context. That's you, have worse. Have con- you have to have context. That, that's worse. Yeah, uh, to hide behind that. Um, 
you know, to a moral compass and, you know, cheating when you're a doctoral student. Again, it's not good. Right. It's not good. But now she's a grown woman who's the leader of one of the most, if not the most prestigious university in the world. True. Uh, she should know better now. 100%. 100% right. And let's just take a walk down memory lane here. Has nothing to do with Harvard, but let's take a walk down memory lane. How did it work out for Bud Light? Bud who? How did it work out for Disney? Not good. Not good. Not, Disney's in shambles. They yep. were $200 a share. They were at like $65, $70 right. a share now. Now, that's not to say that Harvard's not going to take the shot and take, take the hit, but it's not going to be now. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Let's look at Harvard four years from now when it's a pariah and it's only welcoming radical people. Right. Not a diverse body of people, just all radicals. And that, that's what's going to come next. And it'll be manifested over the next couple of years. Because, you're, you know, you've got to run on a, on a, on a line there. You know, and that's a that's a real problem. Yeah, it's 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 just uh, it's embarrassing. The, it's look, sad. The Bible verse says, "Call the good good and the bad bad. Do not call the bad good. Mm-hmm. Th- that that's deceit." Mm-hmm. And you had a chance to make a statement, take a stand, whatever. And clearly, I think there is a lot of uh, money coming in from a variety of exotic locations that are funding all of this stuff, M- mainly the Middle East. And we, we, we've talked about that. Of course. We've talked about that. We've talked about the investment from China to these schools. Yep. Confucius Institute. You know, they're going to take, take money. So now mm-hmm. you, there's, there's strings attached to That's all right. money. That's right. You know, when boosters give money to schools, politicians, they're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. It's a great point. They want something in return. Right. All right. So coming up here, um, we're gonna we're gonna comment a lot on what's happening with Hunter Biden and and a number of other things like that. Uh, it's, it's some of the thoughts that I've had. Uh, before Coach got in in the second hour today. So um, I, I'm going to do a little riffing there okay. uh, on this sort of stuff uh, about the Hunter Biden, uh, about the position that he's taken, uh, about not testifying, about not coming in and talking to the Congress. I, I think it's a huge deal, and it's something that we ought to be paying closer attention to as far as I'm concerned. So uh, stick around for that. we got plenty more straight ahead. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show. 704-570-1110 is the telephone number to be a part of the conversation. Now, here's what I want to talk about. I think this is a big-time important thing, okay? Check this out. We have a process underway right now wherein we're going to inquire about impeaching. And the question I have, because the people on the left have been saying for for many, 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 many years that this is dangerous. We we are in danger. The democracy is in danger. The republic is in danger. The democracy, the democracy, always drop, you got to drop the jaw when you say it. The democracy is, is in danger. We're all in danger because the norms are broken and all this sort of stuff. Well, Hunter Biden came out and acknowledged today 
that um, he, uh, he, he never had a financial stake with his father in the business. There was no, he never benefited financially. So, okay, that tells me that uh, we, want, uh, we want to uh, be in this place where we say, okay, listen, here's how it's going to go. Um, we want to find out if Joe Biden's compromised. We want to find out if Hunter Biden's compromised. We want to find out uh, why it is Hunter Biden has a conversation with someone saying, my father is sitting right next to me, and I want you to pay the money that you said you were going to pay us for our phony baloney jobs. Right? Remember all that? I remember all that. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. But the democracy, if, if we don't have the impeachment work, then the democracy is in jeopardy, right? Because that's the, that's, the, that's the narrative we keep getting. We keep getting the same narrative over and over again, that the democracy is in jeopardy. What about the democracy? The democracy. The democracy is very important for the democracy. And all the democracy is really hugely important. And what are we going to do? Now, you're getting frustrated. I know it. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. I miss the days of normalcy. But what happened was this. Donald Trump got elected. And in response to Donald Trump getting elected in 2016, you had the squad emerge. The squad is the outgrowth. It's the, it's the rectal cranium inversion moment where uh, people come in and they decide that they're going to be revolutionaries instead of legislators. Donald Trump was an unconventional politician. But the fact of the matter is Chuck Schumer, who is, who is maybe the worst ever human being to occupy uh, high office in the last 50 years, he had to go on Rachel Maddow's show and brag about how the intelligence community had six ways from Sunday to get even with Donald Trump. Now, at that time, I took that to mean we were talking about Daly Plaza and um, what, what happened uh, to Kennedy. I figured, well, that's a pretty big brag, Chuck. And then I thought to myself, there's no way. He can't possibly be trying to imply that he wants to see the president get hit as a result of complaining about the intelligence community. He's got to mean something else entirely. He's got to mean something completely different. And then I thought about it, and I saw Chuck Schumer threaten, physically threaten, uh, Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court justice, and Gorsuch. And he said that they were going to reap the whirlwind, which is, again, it's a, it's a foreshadowing of a violent act happening. And what ended up happening in the wake of the Dobbs decision, what ended up happening was somebody tried to kill. This kid went to go try to kill Kavanaugh. So I trace this radicalism back to the election of AOC. AOC was the person who plowed the ground to make sure that the most radical, incorrigible people would come into the United States Congress. And, and as much as they hate uh, Kevin McCarthy, as much as they hate James Comer, as much as they hate um, any of these other people, uh, Jim Jordan, uh, uh, Mike Johnson, as much as they hate them, those people are pikers compared to what, what AOC brought into the Capitol. Because what you now have is a fully radicalized Democratic Party. Such a dangerous group that I don't think we are ever going to see normal behavior again in the Congress. Your evidence is the fireman, Jamal Bowman, pulling a fire drill uh, in the midst of, of a legislative impasse. I mean, that's 
that's the future. When you see these people laying in the street supporting Hamas, when you see these people laying, uh, uh, attacking Christmas parades and doing things like that, that's the outgrowth. That is what Hillary Clinton was trying to stop because she was a conventional politician. She was crooked, but she was conventional. AOC is, is, is not is not Hillary Clinton 2.0 or 3.0 or 4.0. It's AOC is the second coming of Alinsky and those politics. So, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching the goof, the goof on TV here and the goofy one over there and this other goofy person making these arguments. Look at the leadership inside the Democratic Party right now. Look at who is your minority whip. Look at who is carrying uh, the torches uh, to go after the conservatives. Look who's trying to put people in jail. The Democratic Party is radical. It's incredibly radical, dangerously radical. And, and I think the only way you're going to get anywhere uh, approaching a fix is, is to just, they're going to just have to blow through this and work through this. But you will not get regular order back. You're not going to get regular order back. You're not going to get budgets done right. You're not going to get any of that sort of stuff. Um, and, and it's because it's because you have sort of like militias inside the Congress, little operational militias who are going to try to uh, upend things and, and not and not process things. And for as much as Joe Biden likes to fancy himself a conventional politician, he's not a conventional politician in any way, shape or form. Joe, Joe Biden is a guy who is of, for, and by the Bidens. I mean, that, that's, that's what he is all about. I mean, you, you think about Hunter Biden and this weird thing. I'm going to comment on this coming up here in a couple of minutes. But you look at the stuff, the weird stuff that Hunter Biden's been saying in the last couple of days, that they want to kill him, that they want to destroy him so that Joe Biden is going to not be able to live. And I mean, he, Hunter Biden is saying crazy stuff, like maybe needs to get checked. Maybe he's got the sauce on him or something. I don't know. But the stuff that he's saying out, out in public is just shocking. It's shocking in the extreme. And, and so as a consequence, you know, he comes out and he stands in front of the podium today and gives a speech, and then doesn't go in and testify. Well, you knew that that was going to be the case because the left does not play by any set of rules at all. There are no rules. Everything goes. And so as a consequence, uh, I do think we're going to see um, Joe Biden either not reelected or impeached. But one way or another, he's going to be held to account. And I, I don't think Hunter's going to ever be held to account. But I do think Joe is going to be held to account. Is he going to get run from office? No, I think he's going to lose. I think people have had their full share of drama. I say this all the time in my private life. Hunter Biden is, is a character from a movie called Less Than Zero. Um, and, and all you have to do is look at Robert Downey Jr.'s per performance in Less Than Zero, and you can say, wow, that is absolutely Hunter Biden. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Let's head on over and get a, a traffic report. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show. Okay, so let's talk about this Hunter Biden thing um, and, and all the stuff that is uh, getting carried with it. 
So we have a, a situation where you have somebody who has apparently decided that he was going to monetize the presidency and the vice presidency of the United States. And my guess is they were not able to monetize the presidency of the United States because of the information that came out during the vice president's uh, tenure under, under Barack Obama. And so were, they were in pretty high cotton over there um, in, in Bidenville because they were making a ton of money. Uh, this is a guy who, generally speaking, was of no consequence. He's not particularly an important character in the United States Senate, but for the longevity he had. Uh, he's never had a straight job. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not insulting him, but you know, people say stuff about Trump all the time. They're like, hey, you know, he's, he's a crook. He's never done anything, but he's built a lot of buildings and some of the buildings didn't work and crooked places like Atlantic city go out of business and, and things like that happen. I mean, only New Jersey could, could get to a place where you can't make money, uh, with casinos on the beach. Okay. Only New Jersey can do that because of the graft and the, and the corruption of the, the democratic party in the state of New Jersey. But I digress. So Joe Biden had it going on when, when he was the vice president of the United States. And I want to credit Pete Callender for something that he said earlier in the day. Pete Callender made a point that I think was, was, was a huge, huge issue. And that was, um, yeah, so if Hunter Biden's not in business with his daddy, why is Hunter Biden going on all these trips to places that ultimately created opportunity for Biden people, for the Biden people? Like, why, why, is, why is Hunter Biden flying down to Mexico City? Why, why is he going into China? Why is he going to uh, Ukraine? I say this all the time. I say this all the time. They don't cater to normal regimes. Like, I understand the attack that Vivek Ramaswamy throws at, um, at, at Nikki Haley all the time. I, I totally understand where he's coming from with that attack, where he comes out and he says something like, uh, well, listen, listen up here, folks. Okay. Um, she's a defense contractor. I don't think she's a defense contractor, but I do think she's got connections. You know, you're a governor. You're the ambassador to the United Nations. You're going to meet a lot of different sorts of people. And there are going to be people who are going to want to try to entice you with deals and things like that. I get it. I, I would have respect for somebody who's doing business with uh, contractors. I would, I have, I have no problem with people doing business with contractors. That's what you do business with, right? That's what you do. You're out of office. You got to make a living, but it's the nature of the living that the Bidens put together. They, they go to these icky, gross countries. And, and I'm not talking about the people of these countries. I'm talking about like Romania, Ukraine, Venezuela, Mexico, China. They have a love affair with Iran. I think we're going to find out that Joe Biden um, lost a lot of opportunity when that, when that stupid nuclear deal got torn up by Trump. And I think it was at that moment that the intelligence community said, oh man, we're really screwed. They're, he's not going to listen to us. And so we may have to go six ways from Sunday and send them to Dealey Plaza. Um, but, but, but here's the point. There are, I think, what is there, 170 countries in the world, some, some, some number like that. The Bidens don't have business with Singapore, Australia, Spain, Portugal, European Union countries. They, they don't have business relationships in Italy or you know, Tunisia or, or any of these places. 
they cater exclusively to people who are weirdos, weirdo countries. And I'm not talking about the people of the countries because they have no control over their leadership, but they, they're kicking it with weirdos, okay? With weirdos. That's what they're doing. They are kicking it with weirdos. And it's not even prestigious weirdos. Like, I would respect, people gave a lot of crap to um, Jared Kushner. And they said about Jared Kushner, look at these deals that you're cutting with the Saudis. The Saudis have got billions and trillions of dollars. They're not my cup of tea. I believe they've, they, they sponsored 9-11. I'll take the Saudis over Burisma. I'll take the Saudis over Kazakhstan. I'll take the Saudis over the communist Chinese. Why do the Bidens not have deals in, say, South Korea? Why, why, I mean, he's an international man of mystery, right? Why, why, doesn't, why don't they have di business dealings with, like, places where you go, wow, that's really interesting. That's an interesting place to go. I would, I would actually argue that despite what Trump was accused of doing, which wasn't true over in Russia, he was trying to develop a big building over there. Okay? Russia's an icky country. Putin's a pig. But... Like, he was trying to build a building over there, and all Hillary could do is work out her weird fantasies or her husband's weird fantasies about hookers on a bed. Doesn't make any sense. Look at the Hill look at the Clintons. Clinton Global Initiative. Who did they shake down the worst? Haiti. Like, the poorest, most failed country, screwed completely over by every possible uh, thing you could do. I mean, the only thing that would have been worse for Haiti would have been um, would have been the, the French conquered it and then you give it to like Spain uh, for their judicial system or something or the Mexican judicial system. Right. I mean, you look at that and you go, wow, the Clintons went and preyed upon the poorest people in the hemisphere to get paid. Like they were, they were like the Jeffrey Epstein's of fixers. And, and I, I look at that and I just shake my head. Why wouldn't you go be in business with people in London or Canada, uh, France, um, Estonia, Denmark, the Nordic countries. It's because none of those countries take the Bidens seriously. They, they know that they're, they know what they're about. So of course you go work with these countries that are desperate to get access and you've got to do something for them. Honestly, seriously, think about Zelensky. You look at Zelensky, think about Boris Johnson. Would you rather do business with Zelensky or Boris Johnson? And Boris Johnson's a weirdo. Would you rather do business uh, with, with with the, um, with the amazing prime minister over in Italy, uh, Georgia Maloney? Or would you rather do business with, um, oh my gosh, uh, Maduro? No, no brainer. Like I would even put, let me think about this for a second. I would even put, I would put all these countries that the Bidens apparently had business with. I, 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 I'd be like, you know what? I'd rather do business with Pakistan or I'd rather do business with Egypt, or I'd rather do business with Trudeau in Canada. What are they doing? They're going for lowest common denomination. 
and they would prefer that the denominations would be non-sequential bills, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, just think about it. Bill Clinton was the first guy to go pop the, 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 the hood on, on, on the CHICOMs, funding his government, funding his uh, campaign. And nobody thought anything about it. Something to think about. I am Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Brett Witterbull Show, News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Anna Erickson's got the update. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. It is The Brett Witterbull Show. Good to be with you. Our number four third segment of the program unfolding before our very eyes. So what are you really saying here, Brett, the way you're assessing the situation? Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. You are a vice president of the United States. You are a president of the United States. You are a high-ranking senator of the United States. And yet you go to these bargain basement weird places that don't really fit with the stature you have built over all of those years. It, it kind of reminds you of the scenes you'll see in a, in, in a movie where the, uh, the gangster is desperate and can't, can't make any money. So they, they take to uh, robbing coins out of parking meters that you, you've seen that in a movie before, right? Haven't you seen that in a movie? I've seen that in a movie. I've, I've, I've seen that in a movie. It's, it's a, it's, it's an old film uh, that was, uh, that was, that was made. And you're seeing these guys going out there and, and heisting parking meters. Well, why are you doing that? That's a lot of work. Why are you flying all over the world for, for, for scraps and crumbs? And, and then you have to go. I mean, think, think about the Hunter Biden conversation he had when Mr. Wang or Pang or whatever his name was uh, decided he wasn't going to do business. And he says, you have... You, 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 you have like 48 hours to send me the money that you committed to. Uh, my, my father is sitting right here next to me. Why are you saying that? That means that Hunter Biden had fallen so far uh, that, that he has to be the, the seller of the presidency or the vice presidency. And then he has to also be the collections agent like really you think bill clinton picks up the phone and goes hey baby baby is bill clinton baby I, you gotta send me that money man um i'm coming up a little short over here and i got i got bills to pay ba- baby hook me up help me out send, send me send me the money man i need it i need it just, i know i know we all got bills I mean, that's, that's just so embarrassing. Like, this is so embarrassing. Now, one defense that I would use if I were Hunter Biden, and gosh, I'm really glad I'm not. Um, and, and again, I'm, I do not, I make a point of not joking about addiction and drugs and, and that sort of stuff. I would not wish, I would not wish, I would not wish, um, alcoholism or drug abuse on anybody. I think it is an incredibly cruel thing to do that. And he came out today and he said that the Republicans want him um, 
they make fun of his his sobriety. They make fun of his rehab. They make fun of that stuff. I, I have, and I can vouch for this, I have not been around people who have said that. And if they did say that, I would say something about that to them. Because I, I think that's not appropriate in any way, shape, or form. That is not an appropriate commentary uh, for any reason at all. But I'm surprised that Hunter Biden isn't using his addiction as an excuse for bad decisions. I'm actually surprised about that because that would normally be a trademark move for somebody who has tried to explain bad decisions. Like there are a lot of people who would say, listen, I was drinking a lot. I don't remember what I did all the time. I, you know, there's, that's why I was making videos of myself. It's pathetic. I know you all think it's pathetic. Uh, but I had to figure out what the heck I was really doing when I was uh, sober for a minute to figure out what I was, what deals I was cutting and all that. stuff. I believe genuinely that that's why he was documenting his whole life. I think he was documenting his whole life saying, uh, I, I, I don't know what I said last night. I don't know who I talked to last night. I don't know who I was with last night. I need to have proof because somebody could accuse me of whatever. I, I, I really think that that's the case. I'm surprised he's not using that as a, as a defense. I mean, I would think his lawyer would do that. I think it would, I would think his lawyer would be like, listen, blame the drugs. You're not on drugs now. Blame the drugs and say that you're trying to make amends and you're going to spend the rest of your life uh, in all of your days. Uh, trying to make amends for the for the sins you've committed. I mean, th that would not be an unreasonable defense, and maybe it will emerge as the defense. Maybe it, that's maybe that's today was round one, and maybe next time it's going to be round two. Maybe that's what he'll say behind closed doors with the depositions, where he's like, you know, I don't remember, man. I don't remember any of this. Now, you got a ledger there, but I don't. I don't remember opening that account. I don't remember that money coming in. I don't remember any of that stuff. Uh, that's. That, that's the next phase. I, I feel like that that would be the next phase of, of what it is that's going on here. Because uh, I, I, I think the Department of Justice did him a favor by putting him under indictment. And they gave him a favor because he doesn't have to testify against himself. And this thing, you know, this thing, this, this could travel up to the Supreme Court. You know, you think about it, this would be a collision of two branches of government the executive branch which is like the attorney generals right the 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 merrick garlands and then you've got the congress and the congress is trying to compel him to come in and testify and, and talk about all these deals now hunter biden can come in and say i plead the fifth 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 or Hunter Biden could go in and say, I don't remember any of this, man. I'm, I was really high for a long time. Or or he could just say, you know what? Blow it out your horn. I, I ain't going to tell you a thing. Uh, I believe this is, a, this is a matter of my privacy and not, not your privacy. I, I wasn't in office. He wasn't in office when I was doing all this stuff, whatever it's going to be. I, I think the, he is going to try to affect a dodge in some, po some possible way. I don't know what that dodge would be. But I do think he, he is more than capable of affecting a dodge like that and saying, well, you know what? Uh, that's, that's a whole other kettle of fish there, man. I don't know what to tell you. Very possible. It's ex extremely possible, maybe even likely. 
So if this thing went to the Supreme Court, can you imagine Trump gets a ruling from the Supreme Court that doesn't really go his way and Hunter gets a ruling that doesn't really go his way and now you've got chaos in both camps? Like that, that's going to be something. There's a case, though, that is going in front of the Supreme Court that's going to have implications for people that got prosecuted with J6. I don't know if you heard this or not, but they, they have a, um, a, a situation where they are um, going to have to deal with uh, the J6 prosecutions. And folks don't really know whether or not um, these, these prosecutions are going to hold up under the statute that's being challenged. And so you look at this and you say, wait, wait one second. Hold on. How did this all come to pass? Well, how did it come to pass? This is how it came to pass. It came to pass in this way because um, the Supreme Court's going to review all this stuff. Did they prosecute him under the right statute? Is it too much of a heavy sentence? How is that all going to play out? I don't know, but it's going to be fascinating. That much is for sure. Our telephone number, 704-570-1110, News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Let's head on over uh, to Pam Warner, get a, uh, get a look at the traffic out there, Pam. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT, final segment of the hour. The horror stories are now starting to come out. Hamas survivor is refuting progressives downplaying the, t- the terrorist's sexual violence. I heard testimony directly from girls and heard things secondhand, the survivor said. Officials demand... UN probe of Hamas sexual atrocities. Uh, Jillian Turner has the report on that. A recently released Hamas hostages revelation of sexual violence against her fellow captives appears to refute anti-Israel progressives who tend to downplay or dismiss terrorist atrocities. Look at look at um, Rashida Tlaib. She's been totally silent. She doesn't say anything about this. Chen Goldstein Almog, 48, was held hostage by Hamas with three of her children for 51 days following the Palestinian terrorist group's October 7th attack on Israel. Her husband and eldest daughter were murdered by the Palestinian terrorists. Goldstein Almog and her children were released by the terror group, and the wife and the mother gave an interview to the Israeli press on December the 11th about her time as a hostage. During the interview, Goldstein Almog revealed she heard firsthand accounts of sexual violence from other female hostages by their Hamas captors. I heard directly testimony from girls and heard things secondhand, Goldstein Almog said. Some of the sexual violence happened well into our time in Gaza, not in the first week. But the way their bodies were desecrated, they don't know how they will deal with that. It happened weeks into their time in Gaza. If they were released earlier, they would have been saved from experiencing sexual violence. AOC hasn't said anything about this. And neither has Rashida Tlaib. Neither has people on MSNBC. Goldstein Almog said, they heard three stories firsthand of women saying they were sexually abused, and we heard an additional story. She added that presumably there are more instances of sexual violence by Hamas. The former hostage also said she was threatened once when they thought I was wandering around looking free in the first apartment that they were taken to. And there was a threat that she would be handcuffed if it didn't, but it didn't happen. I said, I have kids and nothing happened to me. It was the only time I felt under threat of sexual violence. A spokesperson for the Biden administration noted earlier this month that one of the reasons Hamas does not want to release women hostages is because they don't want the women to talk about what happened to them. So they're going to kill them. They probably already have. 
this is this is disgusting. This is this is a disgusting reality. And my hope is this. My hope is that the Israelis are um, able to recover the DNA of the people that did that to these women. Um, if these women have, have died, there's still DNA from their attackers. And, and I do believe, I, I, I do believe that they should make a point of tracking down these, these rapists and murderers and maybe meet out the, the justice that needs to be meted out. The idea that you're going to rape women and girls and babies is unimaginable. It's the ultimate in disrespect to a human being to do those things on a, on a, mass, on a, on a mass scale. And when you, when you think about this and you think about the work that has to be done in, in, in Hamasistan there, right, in Gaza— I mean, this is a big deal. It is interesting that they're flooding those tunnels. It is interesting that they are going house to house. This is reminiscent of Fallujah in a lot of ways, going house to house, um, going room by room by room. This, this tells me that the commitment is, is steadfast right now. And I, I, I'll tell you what, uh, the fact that the United Nations will not take up the issue of mass rapes it tells you everything you need to know about the United Nations. And I think uh, Donald Trump would be well within his rights, I think, to, uh, to announce that, you know what, we're, we're going we're gonna to radically reduce our exposure to the United Nations. Because a, an organization that could have the Iranian regime as the head of the Human Rights Commission is, is, a, is a forever broken and flawed system a forever broken and flawed system top to bottom. There's just, there's no, there's no possible excuse for this. We need to create a new organization that would replace the United Nations. And what I'm saying when I say this is, is very specific. We have got to have countries that are avowedly free and profess the freedom that we have in this country. And those are the countries that I want to be in business with. I don't want to be in business with failed states who don't respect the dignity of the human being. I don't want to be in business with them. I, I think they are exactly the wrong direction that this country should be going. It's a huge mistake. It's a massive mistake. And it's not one really, I mean, it's not one that we, we should ever be a part of uh, ever again. Look, you have to understand, Civilizations don't last forever. Organizations don't last forever. Eventually, they, they change, they fail, they fail, and then they change, and then they fail, and they change, and then eventually they just go away. We, we, we should be in the business of perfecting our relationships with countries that think like us, that act like us, and, and discard the rest. Uh, we're not we're not going to go and be aggressive against them, but you know maybe maybe there just needs to be a higher bar to be a part of of modernity. We may need a higher bar to be a part of modernity. 
Um, and perhaps we can give lessons and we can help people out to try to get to that place. But I, um, I, I feel like it's far too low of a bar right now. We put up with way too much uh, violence, terrorism, threats. I mean, why are the Houthis still able to execute attacks against the United States of America? For goodness sakes, why is that the case? They're shooting at, they're shooting at ships in the Red Sea. There's, once upon a time, there would have been a president that would have gone over there and would have deployed heavy-duty um, impacts in Yemen for doing this kind of stuff. These guys are whacked out on drugs, half of them. They're chewing all that cot and doing all that stuff, and they, they're out of their minds. And look at the people who did the attacks of, of, uh, at Hamas. Those were people who were on Captagon. I mean, that, that came out early on. These guys were drugged, man. They were, they were drugged to the, to the, to the hilt. It's not an excuse, but it's a contributing factor. You know, we, we, we have to elevate. It ought to be our mission in this coming year in 2024 to elevate our country, to elevate us. No one's going to do it for us. Most of the countries hate us. Um, but we need to take it upon ourselves. It's really the only pathway forward. There, there, there is no other pathway forward. There is no shortcut to doing this. You can't grow a democracy by planting seeds. You have to have people who are noble to begin with and, and who believe in dignity and freedom to begin with before you go out there and try to, try to turn a sow's ear into a silk purse. I heard that someplace once. Thanks so much for joining me. I am Brett Whittable. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Let's jump out and talk to Jim, Coach. Jim is on the line. You know, you, I don't know if you're familiar with Jim, but he's here. Do we have to talk to him? Uh, shh, 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 he's on the line. No, oh. you don't have to talk oh, to him. Oh, 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 hey, oh, oh, oh this hey, Jim. Hey, this Jim. Jim. I thought it was another Jim. No, it's fine. Your aura and persona is enough. It exudes and it permeates through the uh, the airwaves. So wow. you can just sit there and be a great man, and I can and uh, I can uh, realize a, a return from it. Oh, okay, so. thank you, thank you. How you doing, Jim? <laughs> good, good. I'm doing good. I'm. Uh, you doing they, good or they, you doing well? I mean, you're 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 a man that's. A, we're doing pretty well considering what happened to our state and our country. Mm. Me and my son are in a very good place. We're getting ready for Christmas, doing a lot of shopping and decorating the Christmas tree and. Outstanding. And, uh, yes, yes, we're in a very good place. So, so um, but it's because I recognized once I saw what happened after the election that these guys aren't going to play by the rules. And I just went on alert. That's right. And I, I do know a lot of people around me that are having a lot of troubles and stuff because they just wanted to believe mm -hmm. that life was going to be the same. You mean everything's not free? Not everything's free? Uh, nothing is free. Mm -hmm. Everything is a catch. Mm -hmm. Everything has a, has a catch-22. I mean, like they just passed a... A law for solar panels. People that bought solar panels, yeah, they the, they get the check back, right? They're getting the credit back. Yes, for buying the solar panels and getting off the grid. Guess what? What? Guess what? New law as if I think it's twenty twenty six. You can't sell back any of your uh, saved up energy to what? back to the uh, power utility here, SDG. &E. What? Wow. Yep. 
That's awful. Yeah, they, this is what they do. They get you brainwashed to think you're doing the right thing. You're doing what they want you to do. You're doing things that are going to, you know, help everybody, support the community, conserve. And then, ah, oh, we just mm-hmm. took the rug out from front of you. You're, you know, because you listen to us. I don't listen to a word they say. All right. Well, let me I, let I me hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let me let me what, let me what, let me give you let me give you another example of this. Washington State, okay. a Democrat bill would jail people for violating the ban on gas leaf blowers. If you are using a gas leaf blower, you are going to go to the pokey, man. You're going. You're going to the hoose cow. You're going. You're going. You're going away. You're going upstate, coach. I mean, this is terrible. Sing, sing. Sing sing, you go to sing sing. Rikers. A bill yeah, but a bill they, that was filed they, by they, Amy they, Wallen says that you need to ban the gasoline powered, diesel powered landscaping tools and other outdoor power equipment. It's illegal now. It's gonna be illegal and you will go to jail if you use it after January first, twenty twenty six. Yeah, but the good news is they have a spin off of the Leaf Floor SWAT team with uh, David Boreanis and <laughs> You know what's going to be awesome about that? You're going to have a black market in leaf blowers. Leaf blowers are going to be incredibly Uh, cheap. There already is. There already is. If you know landscapers, they do. They buy all of their leaf blowers on the Schneid, and they uh, fix them themselves, and um, they were not going to stop. That's all. Any small business that is is a landscaping business, they have hundreds of them if they're they're a good-sized landscaping company. And uh, um, I got it. I got it. Though, as I was pretty impressed myself with the electric leaf floor for my own personal use, <laughs> I got a cordless one. I got. I, I got a. Co- I, got, I got a question for you, Jim. All right. Yes. You used a leaf blower. You used to rake leaves. You know, get calluses. Mm-hmm. Use the gloves. Bag the leaves. Oh, I hate that. It's the worst. I had, we grew up. We had a big, big yard, um, about an acre. And oh gosh! And I, I'm like, Dad, can't we just wait till all the leaves come out of the tree instead yes. of like raking them this Saturday and then they come back down the next Saturday? Anyway, yeah. So you have a leaf blower, Jim. Do you? This is a. This is a very important question. Do you blow them into the street or in your neighbor's yard, or do you blow them into a pile and bag them and put them at the street? No, they just go out of my out of my uh, immediate jurisdiction. That's all. Oh, really? <laughs> so you have no respect. Throat. You have no respect for your your Wait a minute. neighbors. Wait I a minute. Don't have time. Wait a minute. Hold on. Don't you don't have time. time. Are you are you engaged in midnight blowing? What are you doing? <laughs> I have a business. I got a business. I got you know. He's got uh, a business. <laughs> it's Christmas. I mean. So you go out there at midnight. So do you blow hard? Yeah. I mean, are you blow. Are you blowing that stuff into people's yards? Uh, it usually just uh, there isn't that much. It's not like it's. An oh, but but you, Jim, like, Jim, you know, Jim, you're blowing your leaves into the correct. street or your neighbor's yard. Yes or no? If you're gonna, yeah, I, yes I, or no, Jim. It's a yes or no. Yeah. It's a yes or no. You got. You got to blow. You got to blow it into the street. You got to put yeah, it in the street. street mostly, but, there, but it's in the street, then the cars drive by and it blows back onto the that's yard. Horrible. It's like there's it's terrible. One, and there's that one leaf you're you're trying to zap it and it, it's it's not moving. Right, it's so stuck. Picking it up anyway. Yeah, you pick it up. I hate that. And what do you do if you pick it up? You put it in your pocket, or you, what do you do? Then you put it back. Well, if you're Jim, you put it in somebody's yard. You put it in somebody's yard. Jim is the leaf blower. He's a leaf mover. Hashtag hashtag 
the leaf, uh, the, the leaf man. The he's, leaf man. He's the leaf man. The you leaf know what? I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. That's different. I didn't know that we were going to have a midnight blower calling in. I know. I know. It's it's blower sad. activated. Yeah. I, I thought that, and you know why he uses electric? It's not as loud, so that the neighbors can't hear him at night. Oh, well, you fire that thing up with the with the with the eighty horsepower, man. But Forget it. Electric. He goes. Yeah, he's quiet. Well, yeah, the, quiet. The weed eaters too. The weed eaters, the electric weed eaters, are pretty impressive. How about edgers? Are you you got an edger? I love edgers. Edgers are my are my guilty well, you pleasure. Can use, if you're a good landscaper, you can use a weed eater as a edger. I hate that. That doesn't work. That's good fake. Edge. That's a fa- that's fake edging. I'm a man. I believe in edging with an edger. You like grooming? You groom the whole yard? Well. Like no, I, I try to take. I try to take it down. Know the tricks of the trade. I try to take it. I try to take it all down about a quarter inch every chance you get. Otherwise, you know what you end up with? Catastrophe. Yeah, it's not good. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Little Harvey Danger. Pole Sitter. 704-570-1110. Um, so there's a new controversy. I don't know if you're aware of this new controversy. It's sweeping the country. How do you shower? How do you shower? Um, an influencer has set it off, sparking fierce debate over the two ways you can shower. When showering, are you normal or unhinged? That's the question on one TikToker's mind. I'm so glad I'm not on TikTok. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Um, after discovering that people face different directions while taking a shower. Ah, okay. I see. I see. In a video, in a video scoring more than five million views, creator Alexandra Lee revealed that she showers differently than her mom, only making the shocking discovery when asking for advice about remodeling her shower. She says it's such a basic thing we all do, yet I never once actually thought about it. So there's definitely no right way to shower, but for some reason. We're both so surprised that anyone would be willingly showering the other way. So what does this mean? Well, she showers primarily facing away from the running water, and other people face the shower. She says, when I shower, the shower head is behind me, so the water is on my hair and runs down my back. She continued, comparing the ways she and her mom take a shower she does turn around occasionally, she explained, but her mom showers primarily facing the shower head. All right. How do you, how do you shower, uh, uh, Tommy? Or maybe, you, maybe you're in a bathtub. I, I don't want to prejudge you. I, I, I primarily shower, yes. And I, I got to say, I'm a bit of a spinner. I'm a bit of a spinner. Um, I definitely do think I primarily shower with my back to the shower head because, mm-hmm. uh, like, mm-hmm. like um, mom said, it just goes down your back. It doesn't get in your eyes as much. You know, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you can kind of see what you're doing in there, not, and you don't end up, you know, knocking a full uh, soap bottle onto your feet or something like that. No one wants that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, I'm see, more of a more of a back to back to the shower head. Guy. See, I'm a front shower. I'm a front okay. shower, and, and I'll tell you why. I, the reason I wouldn't put my back to the shower is, all right, if the water starts suddenly getting hot by itself for whatever reason, 
you're going to know it immediately because you're going to be facing it. You'll be like, whoa, if that thing comes at you for whatever reason, somebody flushes the toilet and then the hot water comes out and all that, you're getting zapped on the back. That is a very sensitive spot to get zapped with like hot water or a temperature change of any kind. Um, plus, I like to see where my enemies are approaching. So, so, you know, I want to be looking forward. I don't want to be looking. I don't want to be behind behind the, the eight ball. I mean, by the time they're, you know, in, in your shower, it's a little uh, a little late for that, I feel like. But I mean, you know I, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I, and I and, and I don't I don't I don't have any I'm, I'm willing to announce this. I don't have any kind of implements in my uh, in my in my shower either. Like I don't have like a back scrubber or a you know a, 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 a loofah or what like I don't use I'm not, that's not that's not that's not my scene at all I'm, I'm in there I'm a, I'm in there you know what I'm basically using I'm basically using like that powdered soap that you get in the uh, in the elementary school bathrooms you know just that powder that pink powder I gotta I gotta say that that tracks Brett. that tracks I'm no I'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding so no. much makes sense in the studio now. No, 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 no. I, I, um, I, 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 I don't have anything fancy going on in the shower. I, I just get in there, and I, I take very quick showers. Like I'm, I'm in. I get the business uh, handled, and I'm out the door. Sometimes like ninety seconds or less. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, I mean, I just, but that's me. And I've been, at, but I've been at this longer than you. See, that's the thing. Like I've, I've been at this longer than you. I like to think I can get in and out of there pretty quickly, but ninety seconds is uh, ninety seconds is impressive. The only thing I don't like, the only thing I don't like, is uh, like taking a shower in a cold shower, not not cold water, but like on a cold night, and you get in that shower and you're like, oh, it's cold. Oh it's yeah, gonna, you know, you as soon like, as you come. open that door or move that shower curtain back, you are in for a rough, rough time. Yeah, it is. I see yeah, that. That's the one. That's the one thing I don't like about the winter. You know, I don't like that about the winter because, you know, you got to you got to prime it. You get in there, then you get out and now it's cold. So there's no way around it, frankly. I mean, there's just there's there's no way you can possibly get around it. Nevertheless. But so she thinks that she thinks that the person who is facing the shower is unhinged. I I definitely wouldn't go that far. I definitely wouldn't go that far to say is uh, the either party is unhinged for uh, their shower practice. I think. Okay, so here's another good question. They're valid. Here's another good question for you. Okay, when you, like you say, you go to a hotel or or whatever, mm-hmm. you go in the you go in the hotel shower. Are you happy when it's like a rain like a rain shower uh, head that's above your head, or do you want like the jet spray coming at you? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Which one do you prefer? I if you know they're kind of they both have their place in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. if you kind of are just like. You know, you just, you know, we're out doing wherever you, whatever you were doing after a, a long day and, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it was cold and rainy or something. So you just want to take a like hot, you know, steamy shower. Yes. The rain, the rain ceiling one with the sort of lighter water pressure. That's yeah, really like that. nice for that. But it, oh, it is feels, nice for that? See, I can't, it's, I can't it's see It's nice that. for yeah. getting yourself warm and staying in there for a while without it beating down on you. But the jet mm-hmm. stuff, when you really need to get clean and, you know, wash your hair and that kind of thing, you mm-hmm. need it to, you need a little... You needed to pack a bit of a punch. That, that, that's good. See, this is see these these are all reasonable positions you staked out. At some point, though, we're going to have to get into the real nitty gritty, and the real nitty gritty is, is something that that really is uh, is not to be discussed with a polite company. But I will tip you off to what it is. I have gone to people's houses. Okay, I have gone to people's houses where I was a house guest, so I'm not judging. I'm just 
I'm just talking. Just reporting here. I'm reporting. And the most horrifying scenario for me, if I go to somebody's house, is tub, no shower. Like no shower head at all, just a tub, like not a combo or anything? Tub only. Yeah. uh, Tub only, no shower. hmm. That freaks me out. Yeah, I gotta say, um, I'm sh- there. There are people who, you know, I'm sure from a time where you sure. know, it was baths, baths only. Um, yeah. But like, if I uh, if I went over to my friend's place, my friend's yeah. house, to, like tonight, and yeah. they only had a bathtub, mm-hmm. no shower mm-hmm. head or anything, mm-hmm. I'd reevaluate. See what know. freaks I'd, me I'd, out. I might, might run, honestly. My, what freaks me out is I'll put my hands in the tub. See, has this just been used by somebody else? I don't know that I can climb in there without kind of squatting down uh, on, on on my on my feet and just kind of doing the, the 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 splashy splash, man. I don't know that I'm going to sit in a tub that someone just sat in a tub in. Yeah, that's probably time for the uh, old uh, Andy from Parks and Rec, just the nappy <laughs> wet nap bath. You just kind of rub yourself down with a bunch of uh, you know wipe baby wipes and call it a day. I'm not using a loofah either. I'm not using somebody else's loofah. No, that's too, no, no. That's, Those, freaky, that's intimate. That is a that's, yeah, that's no good. connection there. Look, no. see, this is, this is what's so great. This is why this show is so helpful for so many people, because they get to learn things about you and me and also about me and you. So there you go. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.